0: Welcome to the Ride This Out podcast, where we talk about how to improve your mental health and strengthen your connection to nature and your community, all through one simple solution, the bicycle. My name is Zach Golding, and I'm a licensed clinical social worker and mental health therapist. I'll be your host as we discuss the power of pedaling. welcome into this week's session. I talk with Daniel Hurd. Dan talks about um, biking the lower 48 states in an effort of raising awareness for suicide prevention. Dan shares his own journey with his mental health. Um, And on that note, uh, the topic of suicide is discussed in this episode, so a little bit of a trigger warning. Although there are no explicit details given, uh, the topic is discussed. And I think it's important to have this discussion. Uh, Many of us, whether we ourselves are impacted by some of these thoughts or we know somebody personally um, who struggles with these thoughts, or maybe we know somebody who has passed away as a result um, of of suicide. Um, It affects many people around us. And so being able to discuss this and talk about it and raise awareness and also help other people around us. Um, And I love how Dan, of course, is using the bicycle to spread that message. And so I'm going to put some links um, in the show notes of all the great things that Dan is doing. Also, there's a national hotline out there. It's 988. Uh, just think of 911. The hotline was recently changed to have a uniform number across the whole United States of America, 988. So um, if you have any questions or other concerns or anything like that, uh, please reach out to me or reach out to someone around you. And if you know somebody, again, who might be struggling um, with some of these things, reach out to them, Uh, be that resource, be that support for them, um, help point them in the right direction. Uh, And with that, enjoy this week's session with Dan. All right, Dan, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. If you could just start off by introducing yourself, who you are, where you're from, just all those good things. So go ahead.
1: Yeah, Zach, thanks for having me. I really appreciate that. Uh, my name is Daniel Heard. I am known as ride with Dan USA, uh, and I'm the founder and uh, spokesperson for the one pedal at a time movement, also known as OPAT movement. Um, I, and on social media, it's O P A T M. But, uh, My biggest thing that I'm probably known for is that I bicycled the lower 48 states for suicide prevention.
0: Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Um, When was that, Dan? How long ago did you do that? You biked all 48 states.
1: So I did that from 2018 to 2021 um, with a few obstacles in between. But um, yeah, I did that. I did about 22,000 miles over the course of just, it ended up being about three years, seven months, and six days.
0: Wow. That's, that's super impressive. Um, I'm curious out of all the lower 48, what, which one was, uh, uh, I guess most beautiful or memorable. Like I'm, I'm sure every state has its, uh, you know, pros and cons, but what were some of the ones that stuck out to you?
1: Uh, so definitely, uh, I live in Colorado now. I'm originally from Massachusetts. I tell everybody I've moved to my favorite state. So <laughs> Colorado, Colorado is pretty amazing. Uh, I loved it um before I even bicycled here. I I had come here when I was in the military in California and I'd come here on the weekends to visit people that I served with. So I already kind of had some familiarity familiarity with it. But mm-hmm. it, it was uh it it wasn't my number one spot until after I got hit by a car on my bicycle journey. Um And then that kind of influenced it more because, um, my body doesn't like humidity anymore. (laughs) Yeah. So, but before that, I actually, uh, I really loved Arkansas. I, um, I didn't know I would love it. Uh, I got there and the, the communities that I went through were amazing They supported my, uh, my journey and given me places to stay. And, uh, I used the warm showers a lot of times, but, um, I don't. At the time, I don't think there was a lot of warm showers like hosts, unless you were in Northwest Arkansas.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: Um, so, like a lot of it was just kind of few people. There's, uh, I I started a nonprofit right before I got to that area, so uh, I saw this great opportunity for starting a starting nonprofit to you know reach these large corporations that are based out of that area. Um, and then the mountain biking and the biking in general was really growing then, and it's huge now. So um, it's uh, it was definitely something that I really liked there, and uh, I also loved Utah. Actually, my first time on a mountain bike was in Utah.
0: Nice, awesome. Where uh, where did you go mountain biking in Utah?
1: At? I went to Moab. I was uh, I was on my bicycle journey, and uh, I met uh, another guy that I he's actually on his third continent right now. He's in South America. Um, he met with me on his uh, course of doing the lower 40, well, the lower 48 and then went to Alaska. So he did 49 skates. Um, and then he did Europe last year. And now he's in South America, but his whole goal was to go around the world and the pandemic happened. So he had to kind of now break it up. But um, so we ended up, we had a few days in Moab and we ended up meeting some other people there that were going for a mountain bike trip. And so we both actually rented mountain bikes and, and joined them. And it was my first time on a full suspension mountain bike on like a real trail. And we did the whole enchilada. No, oh. <laughs> first, first time mountain biking and you did that trail. <clears throat> yeah. But I do have experience on bikes. I, uh, as a kid at like around 14 years old, I went from, riding bicycles to racing and riding dirt bikes. So I okay. have a little bit of experience with suspension and, and riding in the, that type of uh, environment. It just went from having a motor do all the work to me actually pedaling it. And thankfully the whole enchilada, uh, it's 35 miles, but it, it's it's a lot of downhill, I would say. Yeah, but for sure. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's yeah. not, It's not recommended as your first trail for sure. <laughs>
0: But hey, yeah, if you can survive that, and yeah, you can do anything, that's that's impressive. Yeah. So talk to me about how you, how'd you get into biking? How'd you start? You know, the one pedal at a time movement. Um. Yeah. How'd you get into all that?
1: Uh. So I uh I had a friend that in 2017 I, he got me on a bicycle, but for about five years he tried to get me on a bike. He his name's Sean Carr, and he, he's he the friend that changed my life even if it, he doesn't like to take credit for it, he gave me the tool. And um, But he tried to get me and anybody really on a bicycle. And he was in his 30s, he's like nine years older than me and, and the rest of my friends that we hung out with. <clears throat> and uh, we were at that age where we did not wanna ride bicycles because kids rode bikes. Uh, I think I saw in your bio, like as soon as you get to a certain age, you kind of give up those childish things because now you're an adult, you can go further with a car and, or on a motorcycle, which was in my case. And so this friend, he would try to get me on and it was, it, we would joke around it at some point. It was years down the road. I'd be like, yeah, man, I'll see you there on my bike. And I'd ride my motorcycle to this event and you know go hang out for a few hours and I'd get back on my motorcycle to go home and I'd, I'd see him still biking there. <laughs> And I'd be like, how's that fun? Uh, so for fast forward a little bit. I had unfortunately uh, just got out of the hospital for my third suicide attempt. And um, I was in that motion of telling everybody I was good. But in, deep down, uh, I was already trying to plan my fourth. And um, he came up to me one day at work. And he was like, hey, man, we're going for a bike ride. And uh, it wasn't really any different of the way he said it. But instead of saying, hey, do you want to go for a ride with me? It was like, Hey, we're going to go for a bike ride. So it was more of a direct way. And for me, it, I used it as a, a, alternative reason. I was like, man, this guy really enjoys hanging out with me. I should spend time with him before I try again. And then two, I was like, well, maybe I'll see somewhere I can do this without being seen by other people because I'll be going slower. So, uh, the first bike ride was not for the right reasons, but I got out there and I pedaled and we ended up doing 20 miles and, uh, I was at the time just about 250 pounds.
0: Wow. What are you at now?
1: (laughs) Uh, Right now, uh, I wrote a lot of rate. I wrote a lot this past weekend. So I'm probably at like 165. Oh, my goodness. Uh, But I fluctuate between 165 and 175 now. And um, it really depends on uh, how committed I am to staying on my. Uh, routine uh, for me, i I fast in the mornings and usually don't eat until uh, after lunchtime. so around this time of day of noon, I try to try to eat and then um and then yeah, and then I try to limit myself to two meals because if i I notice if I eat more than two real meals and maybe I have a couple snacks throughout it, um, no matter how much I bike I, I end up typically trying to like gain weight so um, yeah, but I pretty much I can eat anything otherwise.
0: <laughs> so you're, you're, you're on this ride for 20 miles. You're, you know, you're a lot, you know, your weight is a lot higher than it is now for sure. And then like, what made you want to get on the bike right <laughs> Again? after that? Right. Yeah. The next time.
1: Uh, So honestly, that first bike ride, it wasn't the, it wasn't the changing point for me. Uh, You know, it was the, but I did realize that I didn't think about, wanting to kill myself or the thoughts of like planning suicide or anything like that while we were on the bike ride um those feelings came back as soon as we got back but like in those couple it ended up being probably like three or probably three or four hours because we took breaks and stuff but um in those 20 miles I didn't think about it and so a few days later, uh, oh, and I'm on a small bike for myself. My friend Sean, he's uh, a little bit smaller than me, so he he had a small frame bike. Um, I tried to ride that bike after my journey, and I honestly do not know how I rode that comfortably, but I'm glad he had it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he uh, – um, it, it just got to a point where I really wanted to keep going with him. Um, it was kind of like a cool change of pace for me we, we went with a couple other friends as well and um, it was the third bike ride we did we we ended up trying to go for a night bike ride to go visit some friends in the national park nearby or the state park and uh they were all asleep by the time we got there and we weren't ready to go to bed we had so much adrenaline kicking into us and so we kept riding and we ended up going to cape cod in massachusetts and we rode 90 miles or something like that, that night. And it was torturous, I'm not gonna lie. It was so hard. Um, my friends kept trying to keep me going, like just one more mile, one more block, one more. I, I, we ended up falling asleep a couple times, but it was that ride on the way home, because my friend was that, he had the mentality of every pedal out, it's a pedal back. Um, and so two of them decided to get rides home, and I was in the military, and for me, I was on somebody, I was on somebody else's equipment, and I wasn't going to leave them behind. So I told them, I was like, listen, I'll go with you, I'll ride with you, but you gotta, you got know, to like you gotta wait for me, pretty much. Uh, but that friend, Sean, he uh, got tired of hearing me about halfway through the ride. Um, I started complaining about all the miles we had done and what we still had left, so I was really thinking about the the past and the future, not really enjoying the moment. <laughs> and he turns around, and uh, if you know anybody from Massachusetts, or if you think about movies in Massachusetts, we don't sw- we swear a lot, they swear a lot. <laughs> um, so he turns around, and, and the nicest way I can say it, he says, "It's one pedal at a time, man. It's left, right, left, right." With a lot more Massachusetts in there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and it, I I got I almost got really offended to be honest. Like I was I was like drawn back by how he, how energetic he was about it. And so I literally bunked down. I got quiet and I just started the military came into my head. And before we do it, <clears throat> we did a I think it was 188 miles for the whole weekend. And uh, we made it home. I got super cocky and just uh, felt really confident in myself because I was, at that point, probably losing a couple pounds. But I was still probably 240 pounds and uh, and just felt like I was on top of the world. And, and then I realized that the, the phrase he said, the one pedal at a time, um, really stuck with me. It, it, not just for that ride because it did really well on that but it, it carried over to my daily life. It, uh I am a recovering alcoholic and a drug addict. Um I've been eleven years for alcohol and seven plus years for uh drugs. Um I still like cannabis for, for its uses but for me it it's um it it really kinda helped me get through a lot of it's like so much stuff um on a bicycle that i i never thought about and, and that phrase like like i said that one pill at a time like you hear one one day at a time for for AA and na and stuff like that and one moment it, it broke it down to a small amount of time for me and um, so mentally and physically it changed my life that that phrase and in, in the bicycle
0: yeah yeah i think we've all heard that phrase <laughs> one day at a time and just taking it one moment, moment to moment. And, uh, yeah, that one pedal at a time, that's a good way to, to kind of think about it. And yeah, congrats on the, on the sobriety, man, the, the determination that that takes, um, that's incredible. And so like, you're, you know, you're thinking about this, all right, one pedal at a time, you're, you're feeling on top of the world. You know, you just read, rode a whole bunch of miles. That's, that's impressive. (laughs) You put on some serious mileage and then, yeah, at what point, what is it like? All right. I don't want to, I want to get this out to other people. I want to promote it. I want to, to help others.
1: Yeah. So, uh, it was actually, uh, July of 2017 when we did our bicycle ride and it was uh, probably a few weeks later. I was, I was itching to get on a bike. I personally think I became addicted to cycling. It was like something that I needed to do and I didn't own a bike. So my buddy only let me ride his if he was riding. And, uh, so I ended up getting my own bike and, uh, started riding around town and going to different counties in, in the state. Um, and that friend uh, a month later was like, man, when I was your age, I wanted a bicycle across the country. And two days before that, I was in therapy, and I was talking to my therapist about um, my time in the military and how I hadn't seen the people I was served with since I got out. Um, and he's like, man, it sounds like you should visit some of these people. And so when my friend talked about it a few days later, it was like light bulbs went off, fireworks, whatever you want to call it. And uh, I decided I wanted to bike across, bike to visit the people I served with. So I started mapping them out. Before I knew it, I had uh, mapped out the lower 48 states for me to ride. Uh, so eight months later, I left on that. Um, when I initially started that, it was just for myself. I wasn't trying to go out there to help other people. Uh, I was trying to figure out my own life and figure out what my per se purpose was. Um, so I, I my purpose at the when i started my journey was to for suicide prevention for a different organization um but also bikes not bombs uh clean water organizations and uh and just like child abuse and diff- like pretty much I was all over the place and so i met a guy on on my journey when i started and um i'll never forget the interaction because he was like a he was a middle-aged guy, but he, he kept asking why. Like he knew what I was saying wasn't like the actual like concrete answer, and that's what he wanted me to say and like find my purpose. So he just kept asking why, and it got to a point where I was like, "I'm riding because I tried to kill myself," and and he says, "Well, it sounds like you're riding for suicide prevention. That's what you should talk about." Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, as I rode, and I started getting more comfortable sharing my story about. My own struggles with military, childhood traumas, uh, financial struggles. Uh, I started realizing the one on one conversation people like, oh, I, I, I struggle with them Or, oh, I know somebody that else is struggling with that. Maybe I should check on them. And um, I finished my year of 2018. I got to Mobile, Alabama, into the beginning of 2019. And the family, a family that I was staying with, uh, helped me start my nonprofit, the One Pedal at a Time Movement. Um, and that's when I started doing speeches and kind of get more in, into like really promoting uh, it as a a thing itself. So, um, and since then, I've been very fortunate. I've done a, personally done over a hundred suicide interventions and and kind of encouraged other people to become part of uh, making suicide safer communities through Training organizations that I work with, which is uh, Living Works, um, and there's a lot of resources on our website, uh, the one pedal uh, opatmovement.com, um, that will share like different categories of people that are struggling. So if you you don't feel like you fit into this category, there's there's different groups and and resources that are available for anybody and everybody, and we're always growing that. So if people come across and they're like, hey, I know this organization that you guys don't have on there they can email us so we can review it and, and add it to it. So it's, uh, it's something that we uh, encourage other people to be part of because uh, it's not just the person that is struggling's commitment, but it's the people around them to help uh, see the signs and be part of growing it is what we're trying to do now.
0: Yeah, and I was checking out your website. You got some some great stuff, some great resources on there as far as, yeah, like the trainings and, you know, just talking about it. And that's, you know, one of the things that um, – I've always been trained to do as well as a mental health professional. And that's one thing that we talk with a lot of people about is, is actually talking about it. Right. A lot of times we don't want to talk about it. We shy away from it. Um, But when we, when we ask specifically, like, you know, are you having thoughts of of hurting yourself? Are you having thoughts of not wanting to be alive? Um, And then you can open up that conversation with, with whoever. Um, But yeah, that's, you know, through your different experiences and yeah, all the interventions and different things that you've experience what yeah what advice would you give to maybe like a family member or a friend that um if they come to you and they say hey my you know i know somebody who's struggling with suicidal thoughts or i know somebody who's um you know struggling to stay alive what what advice would you give to that person to then tell that person does that make sense like as far as like helping them out did i lose you no yeah you're good you still there dan yes yeah
1: yeah. So what is the question?
0: Sorry, sorry. Yeah. What What advice would you give to somebody um, if they came to you and they said, I know somebody who's struggling with suicidal thoughts, What? where would you direct them or what, what kind of stuff would you uh, tell them?
1: So at baseline, uh, I actually had a conversation from a, a friend of mine that I met in California yesterday that uh, is concerned about a ex of theirs. And it, a lot of it is if you aren't for sure know if they're in crisis, but you have concerns that they may be just kind of you know being comfortable to ask those questions like we've already mentioned, um, you know, are you thinking about harming yourself, others or or even going to the next step of are you thinking or have a plan for um, thoughts of killing yourself or suicide? Um, but then also taking it to the next level is being part of their commitment. so, a lot of times if someone comes to us or if we want to engage somebody we, we struggle with that because we don't we're not the professional we're not the therapist like like you zach that you know are qualified to be that person to listen at all times but in reality we all have the ability my last name's heard i tell everybody it's time to be heard i think um i used to hate my last name but i usually i embrace it now for the fact that i, I think i've been given a purpose to listen to people and. Uh, I may not always have the answer. I may not have the uh, the qualifications to be per se a therapist, but um, I think I'm. A, I think I can be a, a person of listening ability, just to you know not be judgment. For, you know, just listen judgment free and just be there for somebody. And I think that's what we all are, are capable of. And I think going through these trainings on living works through my organization, start dot start dot o p um, a t it gives you the practice in different scenarios on how to uh, engage people properly. And, but, and also being part of it is having, you don't have to per se hold someone's hand, but being their guide to get to them to, to the next guy, because we can't be the whole guy for the whole journey all the time, but if we can get them to the next one where if I can get somebody to use Zach, where they're comfortable with you and, um, you know, set up with appointments and set up with, you know, the, the, a, a different form of continued care than my guide has done, and pretty much it's on to the next person. That's the way I look at it. Because otherwise, when I first started doing this, I I tried to be wrapped up so tight that uh, you almost consume into their lives, and uh, and and you feel obligated to stay a part of it to some degree. But it almost is bad for your mental if you go too far. So you got to have that balance for yourself and for them.
0: Yeah. That's a great point is, um, setting that boundary, setting that limit. Right. But also still being there and caring and, and supporting, um, and helping them identify. Yeah. Other people as well to talk to and other professionals. So yeah, it's great stuff, man. That's awesome. So, so as you've been biking, you know, across the country and doing all these things, um, you know, you kind of mentioned a little bit as far as like the struggles and different things that you've encountered. Um, and you know, i watched the video of you on youtube of i mean you've been hit by a car multiple times dan like why are you still riding a bike what's going on man <laughs> uh
1: yeah you're right uh so especially uh that, that video that you're talking about trent Seeger did a great video of me and uh we actually hope that we get to do a follow-up pretty soon so um i love cycling so much that it i tell people i'm addicted to it i really am I, but it's a good addiction i I don't just ride on bikes that are on the road anymore. I actually try my best to avoid cars, but I also do pedicabbing if you know what that is—bicycle taxis.
0: Okay, that's so awesome. I'm out in the roads. Yeah, yeah. I'm so you do that in Colorado, where you're at now?
1: Yeah, so I'm I'm in the Denver area, so I do that uh, for fun and, and actually mostly a lot in the winter just to kind of keep my my fitness up and and uh, and ready for the spring and summer and and kind of the best way to stay active is just to keep doing it. So I just dress up in more layers and I go out there and, and try to make a little bit of money as I uh, do the thing I love the most.
0: Yeah. No, no better way to get paid to do something you love to do. Right. Riding around. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. So I do that. um, And I love it. So it's great.
0: That's so cool. So with, uh, yeah, with your organization, with everything else you got going on, any other, you know, big goals or big plans that you're uh, shooting for or wanting to do?
1: Uh, so, you know, I'm always trying to find different activities to get into for like bike adventures. I'm always reaching out to my social media. I do a lot on Instagram and YouTube. I'm trying to really grow my YouTube right now. Um, I've been hanging out with, uh, Ryan Van Duser. He was pretty close to me and it's been a huge influence on me growing my, uh, my video content. And, um, and he's also inspiring me to kind of, to get into, first se, smaller adventures. Um, my bicycle journey was three and a half years, and uh, most of my other journeys are um, like riding across Iowa and stuff like that for Ragbri. So, um, I want to try to get more into like some back, bike packing and off completely roads or at least gravel style stuff. So, I'm looking into doing something for New Mexico here in February. Um, and then I'm kind of on the fence. I'm actually going to talk to Trent and try to either decide on that we can get together to go maybe to California, Texas, or Florida, try to avoid some of this cold weather. <laughs>
0: That's smart. That's smart. I like it. Um, yeah, I like the idea of, you know, kind of some of those, like you say, the mini adventures, right. Um, I mean, there's a lot of people that would probably love to bike all 48 States, but yeah, just being able to do it, um, you know, realistically, it's, maybe not... it's difficult. Yeah. It's
1: difficult. Yeah. uh and especially as uh, so something i didn't mention for my journey uh for especially for the viewer uh, for the listeners is like i did this whole thing with no savings i it wasn't like I, I was a trust fund baby or had a bunch of money saved up um i just was very fortunate i didn't have a family i don't have kids um i i i just got out of trying to uh end my life so i wasn't paying my bills at the time so i didn't really have any financial obligations um and then like having a cell phone so i can document it um so anything is possible But yes it is definitely a challenge if you uh if you want to properly plan it
0: yeah yeah i know for sure and so yeah as you you know having setting all these new goals and uh doing some things on the bike um you know i i love how you say that and you're not the only person that said that on this podcast that they felt like they've become addicted to cycling right like uh as far as it's, you know, it's, it's saved your life essentially. Right. But you know, when you just get on and ride, what does it do for you? Like, you know, just an everyday, just kind of jump on the bike and ride around. What are, what are some of those things that it helps you out with?
1: Yeah. Uh, so for me, a lot of it is the, the it's like, so I don't like taking, uh, the pharmaceutical medications to keep myself mellow or happy or any of that stuff. So uh, cycling does that for me. If I, I notice, if I don't get on my bike, after like a week or two, if I take that long of a break, which I try to avoid mostly, but if I take that time off, I notice my endorphins are going down. I'm more depressed. I'm more edgy. I'm um, uh, more defensive because I feel like everybody's against me type feeling. Uh, and cycling literally is that opportunity for me to do a lot of the self-reflection and the the healing that I need for... My past situations, or even if I have to process something, um, it's it's literally just my Zen time. I, that's what I call it. I tell everybody it's my Zen activity. it's it's the moments where I can just be myself uh, or uh, be an entertainer. It, it, I could be anything I want while I'm on my bicycle, and that's the best part,
0: yeah, and speaking of uh, it, I love that, man, absolutely the self-reflection, all that stuff, but uh the entertaining piece. I've seen you, uh, surfing on your bike. You looking like, like teen Wolf out there. What's going on? What's going on?
1: Yeah. Uh, so something I picked up doing, uh, about a year and a half ago, I, I, I ride with a group here in Denver called the 303 street, Kid, uh, group crew. I call them kids, but they're all like in their twenties. And some of them are in their thirties like me, but, uh, they're a wheelie group and they do, uh, all the crazy stuff. And I saw a guy standing on top of his bike, bike surfing. And I was like, I'm not good at wheeling because my knees from my accident, but uh, uh, I can do that. I think, and I, I learned it in a week, um, and I, I got really good at it. I'm actually, I think I'm pretty good at it compared to a lot of people. Um, but I use that and a lot of the balancing tricks now to kind of draw people's attention to my signs that I carry a lot of a lot of times on my bikes for um, uh, for my goal, my mission, my purpose is. Uh, to make people smile and that's one of the things that's on almost every bike that i own is i have a sign that says make a make a stranger smile be the change and then it has all the information for suicide prevention and from the organization that i got that sign from which is the pma bike rides out of philly but that sign um is my purpose in life that's what i tell people my goal is to make people smile whether they're a stranger or not because In reality, even ourselves are strangers because we're learning about ourselves every day, so um, if you can make yourself smile, then you made a stranger smile. That's the way I look at it, so um, having a simple simplicity of a purpose like that makes my life happy and easy to go by, but the serpent is just an outlet for me to share that with people. I also love doing the tricks. Uh, I'll do it with nobody around, but more often than not, it's to catch somebody else's eye. I've had people where uh, they've come up to me, they're not even cyclists, but they uh, were having a really bad day, maybe on the verge of, you know, thinking about thoughts of suicide or even potentially had a plan. And they, they would come up to me and they'd be like, man, just seeing somebody do that just gave me so much life and, uh, and, and knowing that there's anything's possible. Uh, so that's another reason why I do it. I find things that people, uh, connect to and I, I i find that it works so i keep keep it going so that i can hopefully connect to more people but yeah the balancing is uh it's a lot of fun and i'm pretty good at it now to the point where um i do it on any bike i ride
0: <laughs> <laughs> i love it yeah no you are good at it. absolutely when i watch your, your videos i'm i'm blown away i'm like wait how can someone and, and you're like carving it looks like you're on a snowboard almost just back and forth it's it's impressive man that's awesome
1: yeah, it's it's pretty good. I'm actually, it's funny because a lot of people are like, oh, it's probably easier on fat tires. So I, I have a, I have a lot of bikes, but now that I'm in a permanent place, um, but my, my best bike is my priority fixed gear bike that I have. Uh, priority is a bicycle company out of New York, if you've heard of them, um, that make belt drive bicycles.
0: Yeah, they uh did they send you a bike or they had something? I thought I saw that on there that you did something, uh, uh, some oh, kind we of suicide back. awareness, right? With them, say that again. Did you do some kind of like suicide awareness, uh, with priority bicycles or did they have a bike for that? I saw one that you had posted about.
1: Yeah, so they they sent me that bicycle. Unfortunately, it got stolen three days after I got it from them. I was oh, I dang it! it. Yeah, uh, of all my bikes that get stolen, they stole that one. Yeah, um. But yeah, they've uh, they sent me that one. It wasn't a collaboration with my organization, even though it was a perfect collaboration to do with them. Um, but it was for another uh, for Life uh, Lifeline, which is the nine eight eight organization. Yeah. Um, and but the goal was to kind of just be. I don't care if people support my organization. The goal is to get them to support suicide prevention. So, if they support that, that's awesome. That's that's why uh, I love the fact that they were thought of me even to give me that bike and uh and be part of that support so um priority is a great company i've been really grateful to be part of their team since this year since uh, july of uh, 2023
0: oh heck yeah in some,
1: in some form i'm not i'm not paid by them or anything like that but but yeah um i hang out with ryan van duser which is a great uh member of their team so that
0: helps heck yeah no that's awesome well, yeah, I mean, uh, I love your, your motto, your philosophy there, just, you know, spreading smiles, um, you know, smiles are definitely contagious and it's, it's always one of those things, make yourself happy, make other people around you happy. You never know the ripple effect that it can have on, on anybody at any particular day with their struggles and, and, the you know, doing it by bicycle is there's, there's no better way for that. So, um, keep up all you do, uh. Dan, you're doing you're doing awesome stuff, man, and uh, it, it's been fun to follow you. Where where can people find your stuff? Where can people you know link up or or uh, you know have any information about your what, what you're doing?
1: Yeah, so they can definitely check out ridewithdanusa.com. Uh, they can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram at the same handle at ridewithdanusa, and on YouTube same handle as well. Uh, they can check out my nonprofit at opaatmovement.com. Um, also check out opatewomen. dot forward slash there underscore is the underscore help um, for anybody for that is in crisis or even if you want to learn more about how to be involved in anybody that you may know um, and then also uh, um, let's see I think that's it actually yeah for the most part um, and everything else will be in the description that I missed yeah no for sure I'll
0: I'll definitely link up on those and. And uh and yeah, Dan, again, I appreciate you you being on the the show and, and sharing your story. Um I know that it's inspired me and and I, I know that it will inspire other people to to for themselves as well, but also to reach out and, and help other people around you, uh around them. So uh great stuff, man. I appreciate it.
1: Absolutely appreciate it, Zach. And I look forward to hearing more from everybody else that you put on.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, thanks, Dan. Have a great day and uh we'll we'll stay in touch. Absolutely. All right.
1: We'll see you. Bye bye.